the stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Um, so, Jay, as always this week, lots of love to Bruce and everybody over at HypeBot.com for everything you do to support the show. And, yeah. of course, bands in town for everything they do to spread the word and support us. And, of course, today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online in minutes. Choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all the features you need for your website and EPK already built in, including a merchant download store to sell music and merchandise commission-free, tour calendar to promote your shows, and sell tickets commission-free, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters. They have crowdfunding, a tool that's commission-free. They have a fan club subscription service commission-free. They have integrations to pull in content from all your online services, including Twitter, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And of course, great live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Plans start at just $8.29 a month, which includes hosting and your own free custom domain name. Go to bandzoogle.com to start your 30-day free trial and be sure to use the promo code, write this down, people, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you'll get 15% off the first year of any subscription. It's bandzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to build your website and EPK today. And, of course, Disc Makers, thank you so much for being another sponsor of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts at gigs has become even more important of an income generator. It's always been a great source of income, but it really... There's always been this running joke, bands these days are nothing more than t-shirt factories. (laughs) You need to sell merch, physical goods. For every CD you sell at a gig, you'd need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. And we've got a special offer for you. Head over to discmakers.com, get free shipping on CD orders of 100 or more CDs from Disc Makers, and when you check out, put in the code FREEBIZ, one word, FREEBIZ, for up to a $150 value in free shipping. Hurry, the code expires 12-31-19. I'm one of your two co-hosts, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bradbold. And as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? For the first time in the 20 years that I've known you, um, I think I have more facial hair than you do today. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> goatee came off for my Halloween costume. That's devotion to my costume. I 
couldn't that's, have that's a, a goatee for a, for this costume. So it's like I know my my goatee grows back fast enough. You know, within within a week, when we're recording a week from now, it'll already be the shadow will be there, and within two weeks go. it'll be a goatee again. So I wasn't too worried about like, oh my god, will it ever grow back? That was that <laughs> funny side story. When I first shaved my head, that was my honest fear. What happens if it doesn't grow back after I shave it all off? Uh. You know, it's just it's just panic. I mean, it's like, of course your hair is going to grow back. It's not like it just stops growing. But uh, yeah, so. It's it's clean shaven. I haven't been like this in thirty plus years. You are aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I discovered a double chin oh, when I re- when I remove when I removed the goatee. I'm like, holy cow, where did that come from? <laughs> That's a good reason to grow it back right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. God dang it. Um, so we are recording this Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Um, I am uh, with a five year old, eagerly excited to see. What kind of troubles and and sh- are in front of me here for Halloween? It's already been a crazy morning getting her into costume and going back yeah. to school for the first time in three days because schools were canceled yeah. because of all the power outages. Up here too. Oh, so crazy! You, yeah, uh, you out of danger? Um, we should be completely out of danger. It's blue skies, no wind, air quality is good. Power has pretty much been fully restored to, uh, other than some of the areas up north where the fire is actually happening. But uh, power's been restored. Cell phone is back. Internet is back. It was a brutal. Your power was out for days, though, right? Three and a half days of no power, no No cell phones, and no internet. That was... (laughs) What did you do? Run to Starbucks to... Well, no, no. Because most of the... I mean, the power went out to everybody. So unless a business rented a generator, they were yeah. they were out too. You, I mean, you were off the grid. We was off. We were off the grid. You know, the local city hall ran on a generator, so they were open for people to come in and chart. They set up charging stations. They freaking had extension cords oh, running cool. all over the place with multi-strip outlets for people to charge, and then the library had um, internet. The first day I used it, it was fine. But by the third day, there were hundreds and hundreds of people logging into this Wi-Fi network. And it was actually, it was impossible. It would just, yeah. it didn't work. Didn't work at that point in time. So, Too much traffic. You know, and, and in most cases, I would be like, no problem. I'll tether it to my iPhone. But I'm sure as you've seen and some people who follow this, Almost 60% of the cell towers up here went out as well. So there was no cell phone service. That's crazy. I was lucky to find one bar, one bar. And that's not a, that, that was like brought me back to the days of using a 1200 baud modem. It was just brutally slow to do so. Yeah. Incredible. It's okay to text, but that's about it. Yeah. You, know, it was you can't just, really. It was just, it, it, you know, this whole thing's been an eye-opener. Um, yeah. So, uh, what are we talking about today? We what, are truly we winging it. Today? We're truly winging it, people. We are, like, flying by the seat of our pants. 
today. Um, I know that you and I, we never have a shortage of things to talk about and we can always find ways that, you know, if you're not doing X, you know, you may need help with your, uh, your digital strategy. There are all sorts of things that we see day in and day out, you know, from our clients and from uh, just the business in general of uh, ways that people can um, use all of the tools at their disposal um, and we keep seeing some of the same mistakes over and over again. For, for example, um, I went on to check out this new artist that somebody had sent me. And uh, I, I looked, I just happened to open, or I had Spotify open. So I went on Spotify and I noticed that there was a very old artist image. And then I just, I always click the about tab there and there wasn't a bio there wasn't any images. There wasn't any links to their socials, which you can add in Spotify for artists. I was I was so disappointed. Like, if you guys don't care enough about this stuff. Um, so then I went and looked at their, their website. Well, their website didn't match what I saw on Spotify. And I know you had mentioned this one time on a, oh. on a show. There was a guy in the photo, the main photo on their website, that wasn't in the band anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a little thing, people. I mean, and and then the other thing, and then I'll get off this particular band. I started looking down their their feed, bands in town, bands in town, bands in town, all these different gigs and stuff that they're they're posting. And look, I love bands in town, um, and I think it's smart that you let people know when you're playing somewhere. But but if that's the only thing you post, that's all they got, and there wasn't any. Uh, relationship building. I, I like those socials where people engage. You know, they either ask me what I think about something or they'll post something that's provocative and that makes me want to comment like, oh man, I, I love that album or, you know, or whatever. And I just felt it was so dry and so unengaging you know, that I reached out to the manager and, and kind of talked through some of those things. And that led me down this path of all of these things that are kind of 101. You know, th this isn't, it, it's challenging sometimes to uh, get uh, some good articles written about you sometimes or, you know, into really great playlists if that's what your target is or to play bigger venues. I mean, some of these challenges take time and strategy but these things that we're talking about, that's just basic one-on-one stuff that you can go in and fix yourself. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the attention to detail that, that drives me batty. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and maybe that's, you know, uh, a, a compulsion I have. And I'm not saying everything's got to be perfect because I'm sitting here looking at a, a, a little poster on my wall that says, done is better than perfect meaning stop trying yeah. to achieve perfection because you'll never be done. Just I like that. Get it done. Get it out there. If it's only 80% there, 90% there, um, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. But the, the, the lack of attention people put into their, their, their career, their business, their band, sometimes is just frustrating because – like you, I look at stuff all the time from the business side and at the same time as a fan. 
because I am a huge fan of music. I still buy music. Um, I buy tickets. I go to shows, all of that stuff. So it's frustrating at that fan level to go, well, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I thought so-and-so quit the band, but the photo still has him in it. Did he come back? Um, yeah. You know, is your band still together? You haven't posted anything in eight months. Are you still together? Should I stop caring about you because you've broken up and you didn't bother to tell people you broke up? Because yeah. you're sure not telling us you're still alive. No, and how compelling is buy my album, see my show, buy my album, see my show. I mean, that, that's not compelling. And and one of the things that I know, I know you do this too, and, and I think it's really smart is whenever I have a release um, from an artist, I either buy the physical good, download the MP3s, stream it, whatever. I mean, I go out and see, like, what does the metadata look like? What, you know, is it the right version? You know, I ran into this with a client a while back who had had a record out and there was a, he was shocked to find that there was a wrong version that was released, but it was released a long time prior. And it reminds me of this story you probably saw in the news in the last week where there was, I think it was some kind of student ID card or something. And instead of having the suicide hotline number, it went to an adult site. And I'm thinking to myself, did anybody bother call the phone number? Nobody tested that. So, you know, whenever you put something out that has links in it, before you post that thing, man, check every one of those links. Click, click the yeah. links. You, you, you don't have to stop and read the page. Just does the page open? Is it your website? Yeah. Is it your yeah. website? Did you forget to put an S in there and now it's going to a porn site? I mean, I, there simple things like that just kill me. It's, you know, the biggest frustration I, I have, especially as a fan, is when I discover a new excuse me, discover a new band that I'm really excited about. And then I learn they have a brand new album out. Right. And I go to their website or their Facebook page and there's no information. Or it's just something, our new album is out, go buy. It's like, where? Where? I can't find it on iTunes. Because, right. I, you know, I probably go through a few more hoops than the average person does. I will search iTunes. I will search Amazon Music. I will search Spotify. But if I can't find any of it there, I'm sort of like, okay, so how do I give you my 10 bucks? I want to give you, here, here, people, literally, I want <laughs> to give you this. You bitch and complain that you aren't making any money. I want to give you this right now. You won't take it from me. And I can't. I can't give it to you. I want to, but you won't take it from me. You you don't have links. You're not selling it. You're not telling me this what to do. This sounds absurd, but it, this this happens all the time. It happens for all every the time. every Friday street date for any of my releases, I check the following places. And I I every Friday, Amazon for CD and vinyl. Amazon Music Unlimited for the streaming, Amazon MP3 for the download. And then they have this new Amazon Music HD, um, and so I check that too and see if it's either regular HD or ultra HD. Then I go to Apple Music and still iTunes, iTunes. Deezer, Google Play, Pandora, 
Cobuzz, HD Tracks, Spotify, Tidal, and then for certain things, I'll even check barnesandnoble.com because once in a while there will be issues there. But the, the other part of this that I always check is I look at the artist website and then I'll check YouTube for pseudo videos. On the artist, I, I did this last week for a big release that came out. Guess what the one thing on there that wasn't set up? The artist website. Now, we've been talking about it. We've got a marketing plan. We've been, you know, we've created assets, you know, banner sets and pseudo videos, lyric videos. And the one thing that you know that you can control. Yeah, it's right? 100% yours. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to do a couple of things. One, if you're, let's say you're putting out a CD, vinyl, download, stream, whatever, on street date, go check it. Go check and make sure that it looks right. Like, for example, once in a while on one of these platforms, the image doesn't show up for whatever reason, and we have to kind of jump through some hoops. But you need to make sure that your stuff is available and the metadata is the way you want. Another um, artist that I had under the track listing, it listed, instead of saying the band's name after each track, it listed the writer from the band. And we're like, how did that happen? You know, but it was just a mix up in the da uh, metadata delivery. Mm -hmm. And, and I know you've seen this too. This drives me crazy. Whenever I pop the CD in. And it untitled, says, untitled, untitled, <laughs> untitled, untitled, untitled. You know, and, 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 then, and then, you know, I, 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 I go, oh my God, what a complete failure. And then I'm like, and now you're going to make me take the time out to fucking put all of this data in. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I just I just spent $10 on you, and now I've got to take time out of my day to freaking put all of the song titles in and all of this other information because I care enough to try and keep my iTunes library clean and organized? Yeah, we, we call that business prevention. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's maddening with... Today, there's so many great tools that we talk about all the time, and there's so many things that you can use to grow your business, but there's got to be kind of a like a new release checklist, like a, just the basics of as you're setting up, and, and we, we created one of these at Label Logic, and I'm sure you have something similar, where it's like, okay, we're 90 days out. Here's some things that we want to make sure that we're set. Here's 60 days out. These are some things, you know. And then Street Week, part of that would be, you know, that store check. Um, but there, there are so many other things that don't cost any money, but you need to make sure. But, you know, you know, for me, a lot of this is not about, you're right, there's, there's great tools out there that will help you with all of this, but this isn't about tools at the core it's not a failure of tools it's not a failure of apps it's not a failure of websites it's a basic failure that you just don't care enough that's that's all if you care enough and whether it's music movies or whatever it is you <clears throat> will always take that extra step to double check yeah my dad yeah. always in, beat me over the head measure twice cut once measure <laughs> exactly twice, cut yep. once bob so, mercer used to say you got to build the well before you're thirsty yeah so so <laughs> oh. you know there there's there's clearly 
too much emphasis and focus on the right tools and the tools that will do it for me and the tools that will save me. The t- and listen, yeah. I'm all for using tools and, and we love talking about our favorite tools. But if you don't have it in you to even care to begin with, the tools can't make you care. Is that, That's do, the do, point. Do you, understand, do you guys understand yeah. what I'm saying? The tool will not cover for the fact that you don't care. You still have to go out there and check. You still have to do it. It's not difficult if you cared about your career, your music, right. your release. Yeah, it comes down to uh, a manager that you and I work with w- once said, um, I can't want it more than you do uh, to one of his yep. artists. And and I've never forgotten that because I've worked with it, very few, but there have been a couple of artists that I've worked with where I felt like I was more invested than they were. Oh, that yeah. I wanted the success more than and, – and it was like pushing a boulder up a hill. But then when you work with an artist at any level – who is planning ahead and wants to do all the right things and all these things that we're talking about, man, it, it's refreshing. It's, yeah. it's exciting. It's energizing. But the, the sad thing is that's a small minority of the, of the, of the artists that are out there. You know, most of them don't have that attitude. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if you don't have that attitude, that's when you need to bring in team members to cover all of this for you. Right. You can sit here and rightfully say, I don't care. I don't, but I'm hiring you, Jay, to care for me. Your job for the next six months is to make sure nothing is missed. Great. That's, that's. 100% 100% fine and and and, Dude, and and out yeah so so you know you've you've got to accept your reality don't don't fool yourself into oh yeah I'll I'll, I'll deal with it I care I nobody cares about my music more than me it's like no there's a lot of stuff that you know we could sit down and do a a 15 minute social media review on mm-hmm. anybody and go no uh, you know, you don't care about that. You didn't care about that. You missed this. You forgot that completely. Yeah. What is the impression you're making on the business and on the fans? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a an artist call me the other day um, for, you know, just for a little bit of advice. And it reminded me of what my mentor uh, growing up in the universal system, uh, this guy named Bob Schneiders taught me. And that is that you know, everybody wants to give you advice, but nobody wants to give you a job. And I never forgot that. Instead of asking somebody for something, you know, hey, can you do me this favor or can you, you know, whatever, you you ask for advice. And if you don't have the money to hire somebody like you or me, if you're not to that level yet, there are so many folks out there that you can ask advice. Like, Hey, you know, um, can I uh, meet you for coffee? I, I want to pick your brain about such and such. Um, some people will will do that. Um, some people will actually answer your 
you know, messages through socials or you can, you know, find their email. If you're respectful and, and kind with people, I mean, I help students out all the time. Yeah. You know, I speak at, speak at colleges all the time. I feel like I need to give back. And when someone asks for advice, it shows me they care and, and they want to do the right thing. Um, they're not asking me to put together a marketing plan for free for them or, you know, something uh, more labor intensive. It may be specific about a certain thing, um, whether it's, you know, PR, sync, streaming, whatever. But if you're if you're starting out um, and you're trying to put together your street team, um, my advice would be find some people online and uh, that have the expertise and, you know, don't ask them for a job. You know, ask them for advice. And, yeah, uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of it also comes down to, um, yeah, you don't want to ask people to do it for you. Right. You know, that, that, Unless that, you're you know, I, I, I get that all the time. I'm sure you do. Hey, can you do yeah. me a, can you do me the favor and can you go um, do ABC for me? It'll only take you five minutes. And maybe it really literally would only take five minutes. But that's the wrong way to approach it. That's immediately like coming across as I'm too cheap to pay you. Can you do a favor for me for free? As opposed to a message that says, hey, Mike, Jay, I, I've been working on this. I created something. I set this up. But I've hit a roadblock. I've hit a hurdle. It's not quite what I thought it was supposed to be. Could you give me a little advice on how to get past this issue? Sure. Have you tried A, B, and C? Yeah. Because you know what? You've made that effort to try and do it as opposed to just sitting back and going, I'm not. Jay, do it for me. That's what yeah. you pay me for. If you just want me to do that, I'm 100% fine, but that's what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there are tons of people out there. I, the lesson that I learned was I reached out to one of my favorite authors, just not expecting anything in return, just said, hey, you know, you know, I, I read your book. And um, at the time, and I still do listen to a lot of audiobooks, and I couldn't find it as an audiobook. And I just mentioned through his web, went to his website, sent him a note saying, "Hey, you know, I really loved your book, um, but uh, you know, I like audiobooks. Is it, you know, will it ever be available as an audiobook?" Within hours, he had sent me this nice note about, "Hey, thanks for reading it. Yeah, you know, I recorded it. On, it was like uh, books on tape back in the day." And that's out of print. You know, I really do need to, you know, get the rights to that and get that back out. You know, basically, hey, you know, thanks for reading, that sort of thing. You'd be surprised at <laughs> the kinds of the level of people you can reach out to that will kindly respond back. Yeah. As long as it's not like you reached out and said, hey, I'm a big fan. Can you send me a free audio book? Yeah, I, I, you know, and I'm sure you see this all the time for the artists I work with. A lot of times I, I deal with their their generic email addresses where anybody can email anything. And there's just countless. Hey, can you send me an eight by ten photograph autographed? And here's my here's my my mailing address. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. No. I mean, 
cost. There's a cost of a photo there. There's packaging. You want us to pay the postage and everything else, as opposed to, and I've seen this happen where, again, you know, you might have a generic P.O. box or mailing address or UPS store, and somebody ships you an 8 by 10 envelope, stamped, postage paid, and all they want, and they may even put the photo in there. I've got my own 8x10 photo. Would you autograph and send it back to me? Yeah, that's a different way to approach it to get something done because guess what? All you got to do is throw a signature on it, throw it in an envelope, drop it in the mail. It's already addressed, and it's already got postage on it. Yeah, so you see this when someone emails one of your artists. I, I do this for a couple of labels, and I kind of route most of the stuff. But the thing that I see and I know you see this too, and it drives me insane, is people who don't know what these, or don't take the time to even care what the label specialty is. One of the labels is, you know, a certain genre. And so, but I'll get these emails that come in. Hey, you know, will you listen to my demo? You know, whatever. It's not anywhere close to the genre that this label would ever be involved in. And then the other thing is, some of them have misspellings or it's just, you know, a lot of text of somebody kind of rambling on, you know, if you're really serious, you're going to have representation. You know, I certainly wouldn't just blast out an email to every info at label, you know, in the business, that's not going to get you anywhere. It just, it looks really unprofessional. Desperate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's funny cause I was just reading, somebody posted a, a, a thing on Facebook uh, a week or two ago. Back in the 90s, late 80s, 90s, they had a thrash metal radio show. And um, they shared this story about how one of the major labels blacklisted them from their press distribution. And people are like, well, why? why? What happened? Because they kept sending me melodic hair metal to play on this show and i kept telling them i'm not not gonna play it it's not gonna happen this is a thrash metal show the publicists got so pissed they took the guy off distribution for everything including thrash smart you know it it it's just like now this isn't a fault of an artist here but this is people representing you as an artist and you know that that's a that's an illustration of, of a publicist doing the spray and pray of, I'm just going to throw it out there to everybody, and if you don't do anything with it, then I'm taking you off of all distribution. Well, that's pretty fucking stupid. It really is. You know, I, I, I had this conversation with this woman um, at UCLA. I helped them with their music business classes from time to time, and she was showing me how she had recorded a song in her dorm on an iPad and it was a nice little song, but instead of like shotgunning it to everybody, the spray and pray thing, she went after blogs and it's easy to find these lists of blogs, music blogs online. You can pay for them. Some are free, but she went through and instead of blasting it to everybody, she looked at and, and really was surgical and strategic about which ones of those blogs, you know, she fit into. So, she went and, and crafted a note to each one personally 
and said, you know, hey, you know, I've, I've checked out, you know, your blog, you write about music that is a lot like mine. And, you know, I think I would fit really well. And I'd be honored if you just, you know, take a take a look at this. Really appreciate it. Let me know if you need any more information. Had, a, you know, all the right links. So nobody had to, you know, go chasing anything. Right. And she was added to so many of these music blogs. She immediately had over a million streams. I'd ever heard of before. And I, I love that story because if you, you know, strategic and surgical about where you approach people, she wasn't sending her singer songwriter stuff to an EDM or a metal blog or a country blog. Yeah. You know, I, you know I, and I, I get this probably every single week. So every week when I post the new podcast up, especially on SoundCloud more than anything, I will always get messages, private messages on SoundCloud. Hey, just checked out your new music. It sounds awesome. If you submit it to us here on this website, <laughs> we'll distribute it to our network of internet radio stations. Now, 99% of the time, I just block them and report them as spam. Occasionally, I mean, they'll, they'll never reply back, but I'll reply back literally, what the hell are you talking about? I have never written a song in my entire life. I've never released any music. Did you even listen to what you just sent me a message about? Yeah. And and that just is illustrating how that spray and pray technique, and I see this a lot in Twitter as well. Twitter direct messages are just trash of, hey, check this out, check this out. And it's like, uh, no. I don't like that music. No, I'm not interested in that music. I mean, I'll, I'll get, I'll get um, companies emailing almost weekly. Hey, we'd like to do a guest post for your website. You've got yeah, a great website. I get a lot of those. I get a lot of those, and I'm like, okay, let me read what this says. There's nothing specific in this message that says what they want to write about. And occasionally, I'll reply back and go, ah, oh, this is interesting. Could you give me some examples of what you would like to submit? And they reply back, well, what, what would you like us to write about? I'm like, well, if you visited my website, you'd know what my topic is. It's very focused. And I'm not telling you. If you would know, you could make some suggestions. Some of them come back with, well, it's a marketing website. So we'd like to write an article on how to use marketing techniques in the construction industry. I'm like, mm, no, you didn't go to the website, did you? You just found a contact form and blindly sent a message. Yeah. And that is just so unprofessional. Just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, when you receive those emails, that's your response. You got to know that if you're blasting out uh, to a massive list, and you can buy lists online for, you know, anything, um, it's, it's, it just doesn't work. You know, you can, you can buy lists and then, uh, go into, you know, your email program and, and just cold, cold call these folks, but it makes so much more sense to have a smaller list that's real, um, where people are actually interested in what you have to well, say. Yeah, at least a smaller list that, that is real based on a topic, a genre, a style or something. I mean, like, I have a lot of media lists in my email list service, but they're broken down. Here's the rock and metal people. Here's the pop people. Here's the EDM people. Here's rap, right. hip hop. Here's country. Here's jazz. Here's, 
you know, I'm not sending the latest thrash metal notice out to the jazz people. Why? Yeah. Uh, you know, if if I wanted to play the numbers game, sure, I'd send it to everybody and go out to 10,000 people. But Yeah, but your open rate would be nothing. It would be atrocious. You'd probably get a lot of unsubscribes because the jazz person's like, why am I on a list for some thrash metal? Right. So you've got to at least be focused on the topic, the genre that you're reaching out to. Put it in front of people that at least should have interest in it. Yeah. I mean, these sound like, you know, pretty basic things, but you'd be surprised at how often all of these things that we're mentioning, I see them every week. Every week, people. Every single week. We, I can't tell you how we get, we get pitches for the podcast from people who think it's a radio show. Would you add our song? No, it's a podcast. It's a music business podcast. It's been around since 2011, every single week. Have you done any research? No, no. And, and you will not get anything doing that. You've got to care enough about your career. Then again, and we'll get back to the very beginning here, either you do it yourself because you care or you hire somebody to care for you. That's right. what you've got to do. Right. You can't, yeah. you, will not, you will not get through and you will not be a success on your own if you don't care. Yeah. And, you know, people at the, at the PR level, um, you know, we were, we were originally having a guest today, you know, on the PR side, which hopefully we can reschedule. But one of the things I was thinking about was I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a publicist and, you know, the thing about publicists is they, a lot of them kind of have the same Rolodex. They kind of know the long lead press, the TV bookers. There's a one, there's one rock editor at, at, yeah. at this media outlet. It's not like there's 20 different rock editors who each have a different publicist that they connect to. There's one. Right. So, there's usually one person responsible. So, you know, the conversation led into, so why would you hire one publicist over the other? And what what came up was you want an evangelist. You, you want someone who isn't answering a phone. You want someone who's making a phone call on your, on your behalf. And I think that's true with all of this stuff is you need to, you need to be an evangelist. You need to be going after this stuff. And you also need to surround yourself with people who are genuinely excited. You know, you, like I always say, you know, I I can't, I can't want it more than the artist does. You know, they, they need to be fired up about it. And if you surround yourself with, you know, evangelists, people who are genuinely excited about what you do, um, then you're reaching out to the right people. That's that's where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah. You you wanna you wanna bring people in who care as much as you do. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna be able to get people to care more than you, because at the end of the day, we can't make you do something you don't care about. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Was that another bitch session on the Music Biz Weekly podcast? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, you know what, people? I mean, this podcast from day one has always been about real-world experience in the music business and music marketing. And and Jay and I are in this every single week. We've been in it for decades. And as you just said, 
you might think this is very common, like, oh, my God, please stop telling me this over and over. It happens every single week, week in, week out, from the smallest unknowns. And quite frankly, I will cut more slack to the smaller unknowns who've never been in the game before and who are just learning the ropes. But it happens all the way up to the biggest, most Mm -hmm. established, best-selling, richest artists out there. Yeah, those are the ones. Where, those are the ones where I'm just like, "Are you freaking kidding me? You've yeah. got every resource at your avail, and this is how you care." Yeah, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes, people. It's, you know, it, it it paints a picture and an impression that you may not want. You've got to think about that. Is that the impression you want people to think about you? That you're a brand new band and you're very unprofessional. Or that you're a brand new band who's acting like somebody who's been around for 10 years. Yep. Perception is reality. 100%. Yep. All right. So, as always, huge shout out to the fine folks at HypeBot.com, Bands in Town. Bruce. Bandzoogle. DiscMakers.com. Thank you so much, everybody, for your amazing support. Go check out all of our sponsors. And as always, leave us a review and rating on iTunes and or the new podcast app, if that's what it is now. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, click that little subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>